Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. In our study through the book of Galatians, we have come to the beginning of chapter 4. At the beginning of chapter 4, there is an interesting illustration that the Apostle Paul gives concerning matters of religion and spiritual maturity. It reads as follows, Galatians 4 verse 1, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. When we came to the end of chapter 3, the thought was presented that those who are under the law are in a state status of a minor. Being under law and regulations, especially of the external kind, telling us when to do particular things of religion and what sort of things to do. These are all regulations that keep somebody under custody. The law had a prison guard kind of role in relation to the people of God. It kept them under custody, but it was not meant for the entirety of history. It was meant for a limited period of time, just as a minor grows and attains majority adult status, so the people of God move from being in a minor, controlled, regulated status to freedom and responsibility. This comes when we find faith and turn to Christ. So when we come to chapter 4, he's expanding on this one idea, and he uses a a key illustration from the Greco-Roman culture. He refers to the institution of a paedagogos, uh, an instructor or tutor in the life of a Greco-Roman minor. Uh, A child growing up is kept, guided, directed, instructed, even disciplined by someone in the household who might in fact in status be a slave. Although he's a slave, of the household, the slave exercises authority over minor children, exercises authority over them, and keeps them under guardianship, protects them, instructs them. So the Apostle Paul makes reference to this paedagogos, uh, a guardian or custodian, and points out that as long as an heir, so a, a son born to the household, He will probably inherit everything when he attains majority, adult status. 
But as long as he is a minor, he's the, under the guardianship of this tutor or custodian. So he says, the heir, as long as he's a child, is no different from a slave, though he's the owner of everything. But he's under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. So in the case of the heir, the father of the household, the paterfamilias, has set a date when he, his son will come into the enjoyment of his rights, his adult status and his privileges, and, and ownership and freedom. Until that day arrives, he is still under a guardian. Now, for example, in our society, we recognize the age of 18 as adulthood. Under the age of 18, the, the person is a minor. The parents are primarily responsible for the conduct of this minor. Even if the minor, in most situations, acts on his or her own, the responsibility falls back on somebody else. They are not into their full privileges and status. Once they attain the age of adulthood, here age of 18, they come into privileges of individual responsibility, accountability, of freedom of ownership of, of accounts and properties, freedom to vote, etc. So the Apostle Paul tells us, the scripture here tells us that there was sort of a, a mind, being in a minor status period for the people of God. Being under external religious regulations is being in the status of a minor. But that ends when the day comes that the father has set for the minor to move from being a minor to an adult. In our case, in our society, the date comes when we reach 18. So the government has set the date when we move from the status of being a minor to an adult. In the people of God, this is when faith arrives. This is through Christ. So although the heir is the owner of everything, he is no different from a slave as long as he is a minor because he is under the custodianship, guardian, guardianship, discipline, restrictions imposed by someone who might in fact be in status, not a free person but a slave. So verse 3 of Galatians 4, In the same way, we also... When we were children, we were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. So here Paul broadens the net of religion to not only include the law of Moses, but all religions. The churches of Galatia would have been composed primarily of people who were pagans in their background. They were Gentiles. Of course, there were some Jews scattered in those in that part of the world also, some of whom also received the gospel and came into the church. So there were both those who are under the law in their early experience as well as those who were without law but had other religious background. So the, the scripture here says when we were children, that is spiritually not yet in the state of maturity, we're kept under bondage to, we're enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. And this is actually a word that is translated as a single word, stoikeia, which means basic things, elemental things. It may use, may be used to refer to 
you know, what maybe we would call fundamental particles in our day, but in that day would have been the constituent things of the universe, the basic things about from which the world is made. Uh, the elemental things, if we can reduce things to the basic components. Here he uses, in regard to spiritual things, to refer to things which are very basic, not the stuff of adulthood or complexity or maturity for that matter, but basic principles. So when we were children, we were, he says, enslaved to this elemental principles of the world. The law was really not something that that represented fullness, but something very basic. It doesn't stand for maturity and adulthood, but it stands for immaturity and the need for control and management. This all changes, though, when the appointed day comes. Our minor status today changes when we hit our 18th birthday. In the case of the Greco-Roman heir, it changes on the day when the father of the household has set the day that he is going to enter into his full privileges and rights. It's a day set by the father. For the people of God, this day arrived when the Messiah came and fulfilled the work of redemption. So this is what we read in verse 4. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. When the fullness of time had come, uh, it was very common for, probably still is, for this to be interpreted as the Lord Jesus came into the world at a very particular moment that was most auspicious or most favorable for the gospel uh, in the history of the world. In our passage, however, the Apostle Paul is not saying that the first century, as we now reckon it, was the best time in human history for the Messiah to come. He's saying that when the Lord Jesus came was the time appointed by the Father, according to the analogy of the father of the household uh, already given from the culture, that the time that he had appointed for minors in their relationship to God to attain to their spiritual adulthood. When the time came, when the time was complete for the people of God to enter into spiritual adulthood, when the time arrived for the new covenant to be enacted, when the time came, when the life of God to be imparted in full and to characterize the people of God, that's when Christ came, at that time, when the fullness of time had come, this was a time God had appointed in his program of redemption for the world. God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law. Jesus came at the time that the Father had set. And this time has to do with the program of history, starting with creation and the fall, down through the call of Abraham, and the time of the law. This period of the law then was a period of regulating the life of the immature. It did not stand for the ultimate maturity and relationship to God. That comes through faith. At the right time, 
for the people of God to move from a status of being spiritual minors to those who are in full freedom as sons of God, God has sent his son into the world. Jesus came in the first century. He lived a perfect life, offered his life for our sins, and through his sacrifice and the blood that he shed, enacted the new covenant. When you come into relationship with the living God, through faith in Christ, you come into the benefits of the new covenant. You come into a new standing. You come out of the spiritual immaturity into the stand, into the stage of maturity and adulthood. We come into the stage of sonship. So God sent forth his son at the right time that he had determined in the history and the program of redemption that he had in salvation history, at the right moment that all now who come to him through faith are have moved from being children, minors, into those who are sons and adults. He came to redeem those who are under the management of the paedagogos, the custodian. He brings them out of the status of being regulated by this guardian, custodian, into the full freedom of those who are children of God. Therefore, it would be foolish for them to want to revert to the standard of being kept under custody. Enjoy your freedom, a full life through faith in Christ by having the life of God worked out in you through the power of the Spirit. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.